Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Sometimes I've believed as many as six impossible things before breakfast. This is Wonderland's white queen, having just told Alice that she's 101, five months, and a day. I can't believe that, said Alice. Can't you, said the queen in a pitying tone. Try again. Draw a long breath and shut your eyes. Alice laughed. There's no use in trying, she said. One can't believe impossible things. I dare say you haven't had much practice, said the queen. When I was your age, I always did it for half an hour a day. Why, sometimes I have believed as many as six impossible things before breakfast. Are we limiting ourselves by what we believe to be true? What if a belief is only a thought we've had over and over again? And what if it's no longer true? If it ever was? How do we engage unimagined possibilities? Consider the Queen's directive for engaging the possible Try again, draw a long breath, and shut your eyes. Shut your eyes and open that door you've slammed on possibility. Suspend your disbelief. If you never read Norton Juster's The Phantom Tollbooth, I commend it to you now. That's why, said Azaz, there was one very important thing about your quest that we couldn't discuss until you returned. I remember, said Milo eagerly, tell me now. It was impossible, said the king, looking at the mathemagician. Completely impossible, said the mathemagician, looking at the king. Yes, indeed, they repeated together, but if we told you then, you might not have gone. And as you've discovered, so many things are possible just as long as you don't know they're impossible. We know that's true. Before 1954, no one believed that a human being could run a mile in less than four minutes. And then Roger Bannister just did it. Three minutes, 59.4 seconds. 
And almost immediately, lots of other athletes ran sub fours. Once the impossible became possible, breaking the four-minute barrier became the standard of all professional middle-distance runners. Over the next 50 years, the mile record was lowered by almost 17 seconds. So many things are possible, just as long as you don't know they're impossible. Think Sir Isaac Newton. We know of his laws of motion and gravity. He also believed that things that no one had imagined. Light, he said, is composed of all the colors, and sound travels at a measurable speed. He was certain that precious metals possess a sort of life. Who would believe that? Someone who never accepts impossibility at face value. Impossible just adds two letters to the word possible. We could just as easily take them off again. How about flying to the moon, heart transplants, the internet? I'm thinking, why stop at six impossible things before breakfast? Why not seven? Impossibility, said Walt Disney, is only the figment of an insufficient imagination. This is a true story from my colleague, Robert Fulgham, who turned 80 this week. We say the young have much to learn, but I find they know things and do things unfamiliar to me, so I am pleased to learn from them when I can. Example, two young college men asked me for a ride because they were late to work. Their summer construction job was near my office, so I was glad to oblige. On the way, I asked, besides working hard and playing hard, what's happening in your lives? They exchanged glances. Then one said, we're eating a chair. What? <laughs> yes. It seems that their philosophy professor gave them an extra credit assignment, do something unique and memorable, <laughs> not dangerous or foolish, but something imaginative, inventive, and instructive, write it up and explain what was learned and how it might apply to their philosophy of life. So, they're eating a chair. They bought a plain wooden kitchen chair at an unfinished furniture store. Using a wood rasp, they have been shaving away at the chair, mixing the dust into their granola for breakfast, sprinkling the dust on their salads at dinner. So far, they have consumed most of a leg, two rungs, and a back piece. And while they don't want to overdo it, the pace is picking up. <laughs> Still, the project may not be finished before summer's end, so they may enlist friends who, it seems, are enthusiastically willing to help eat a chair. And yes, they consulted a physician to make sure the wood dust was not harmful. And no, it doesn't taste bad, especially if they mix in a little cinnamon at breakfast and a little lemon pepper at dinner. And yes, they have learned a few things along the way. Like what, I said. <laughs> like how amazing long-term goals can be achieved in incremental stages. Like how something seemingly idiotic affects your thinking about other things you do. For example, 
They routinely run about 15 miles a week to stay in shape around and around a lake. They wondered where 15 miles a week would take them if they ran in a straight line. So they got a road map, had been marking off the mileage heading south from Seattle. They could be in Portland, Oregon in a couple of weeks. But that's boring, they say. So they have a European map now and are starting out in Vienna, headed for Athens. Using guidebooks, they're figuring out what there is to see and do along the way. They're touring the world in their minds. And of course, they're very pleased with themselves. They're sure they'll astound their professor when he asks for their report. We ate a chair. It will blow the dude away, said one. For all the goofiness of the project, these young men are learning patience and perseverance. Some things cannot be had except on a little at a time, keep the long goal in mind, stay focused basis. Love and friendship are like that. Marriage and parenthood and peace and justice and social change. As wonderfully silly as it seems, eating a chair may lead these young college men to wisdom and nobler aspirations. In their foolishness, says Reverend Ful Fulgham, lies the seed of what may be, little by little. Beloved spiritual companions, impossibility is only the figment of an insufficient imagination. Let's listen to the White Queen. Try again. Draw a long breath and shut your eyes. Let's listen to the king and the mathematician. So many things are possible just as long as you don't know they're impossible. Six impossible things before breakfast. Why not seven? Who's in? Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.